This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food, which is the mobile version. The current post of my blog sort of hints at the days when I used to put dinner on the table, maybe closer to the hour when a lot of families are eating, somewhere at six o'clock, maybe even seven o'clock. But I have three and five-year-old sons now who are clamoring to eat by about 4.30, telling me they're hungry. (laughs) And because we don't do a lot of snacks, that means that if I don't have dinner on the table at 5, 5.30 even, I'm definitely, definitely testing my luck with them. So that's become the routine. And it's, it's a routine that doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room to have dinner on the table at 5. It means I'm planning at least 24 hours in advance for the next day's family meal. And of course, I'm getting meat thawed out and beans soaking maybe some veggies that take a little bit more time to prep like salad greens ready so it can all come together pretty quickly but the other day after running around doing errands and intending to sign the boys up for t-ball after dinner I found myself without a plan and it was the first time in a while I was caught on my heels and thought, okay, wait, you know, what are we going to do here? I didn't have any meat in the fridge of any consequence other than lunch meat. And in those circumstances, and, and even outside those circumstances, I looked to vegetables for the inspiration. But of course, vegetables on their own are a little bit of a tough sell. My boys definitely eat more vegetables, I think, than a lot of kids in a a wider array. They're not just celery sticks and carrot sticks kind of kids. But I have to find a way to soften those a little bit with something supple, something kind of rich, which usually means meat, even if it isn't a huge quantity or eggs or in a pinch, we'll do like peanut sauce on some Asian style noodles. In this particular instance, I was thinking stir fry because I also had some nice shiitake mushrooms on hand. But again, stir fry is just a little too fibrous for them. It's a little too much, even for my husband sometimes. And I sort of scrapped that plan last minute for a coconut milk Thai style curry, your green curry with these beautiful baby bok choy. I had picked up at Food for Less in Medford. I had those shiitake mushrooms, which I knew would be great. You know, some steamed rice with butter, something my kids will always eat, and kind of the coconut sauce on the side, as long as it's not too spicy, they're, they're fine with as well. But I didn't have a protein, even, you know, even a meatless protein, Often I would have a block of tofu on hand, which of course is very, very common in Asian dishes when there isn't meat. What I did have though, that I decided I might like even better, are king oyster mushrooms that Food for Less has recently started carrying. They are a very 
very large, dense, really toothsome mushroom that when they're diced and sauteed are almost like a dead ringer for seafood. The the flavor is kind of that similar. You'd almost think it was a, a scallop. And they look exactly like diced tofu, just caramelizing even, even better. And so I, I definitely looked at those as kind of like a meal saver, something that could add some heft to this meal, this vegetarian dish, and um, certainly in the absence of another kind of plant-based protein. And I liked it so well, and I've been buying the king oyster mushrooms for a while. I had, I had just never thought to substitute them in dishes that would ordinarily call for just small cubes of tofu, including miso soup, pad thai, noodle dishes. Now, granted, you're not getting the same protein from mushrooms that you're getting from something like soybean, but in my mind, we get quite a bit of protein. We get plenty. I don't necessarily gravitate to having a protein replacement every time we're, we're going to have a, a primarily plant-based dish. So I explained how that came together a little bit and offered another recipe on my current blog under the headline, Mushrooms Masquerade for Plant-Based Protein. That was published on January 26th. And the recipe that's shared in, in that post is for tom yum soup. So again, in the same vein, Thai food. And this, of course, is a spicy kind of gingery soup that is sort of known as Southeast Asia as like cold and flu cure. It's really, really delicious and often calls for cubes of tofu if there isn't some kind of meat. I mean, in Thai restaurants, you can often get it with chicken, with seafood. But in my mind, this would be a great application for those king oyster mushrooms, substituting for the tofu. And in fact, I even said in the blog, you don't always have to have just this like plant-based protein substitute to give a dish heft, body, make you feel full. If it's a warming dish, if your stomach is sort of being filled up with liquid, you can definitely add other other things to, to give it that body. You could use cooked and cubed sweet potato. You could use cooked and cubed winter squash in place of the tofu, in, including in this dish, which calls for seven ounces of tofu. And I'm going to go through the recipe right now for Tom Yum Soup. Despite the array of spices, it comes together really, really easily. The spices really only need to steep in the broth for about 10 minutes. And again, this is conceived as a vegetarian dish, so it does call for vegetable stock in the original recipe. I, of course, pointed out you could also use chicken or seafood broth. If you have a really good quality bone broth, you're still getting protein from that. You're still getting fats, healthy fats, and minerals that you would get from eating meat. But it calls for five cups of stock, two stalks of lemongrass, and, and all these spices are becoming very widely available these days. Fresh lemongrass 
in the Asian ingredient section of um, produce sections at grocery stores. One inch of fresh ginger, peeled and thinly sliced. Two scallions, sliced thin. Two garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced. A pinch of dried turmeric. Could also consider substituting fresh turmeric, which is available again at Food for Less in Medford. Just a little bit goes a long way. It it's on the expensive side, but it hardly weighs anything. A teaspoon of sriracha or half teaspoon of sambal olek, which is a chili paste or other Thai chili sauce. Eight ounces of fresh mushrooms thinly sliced. And of course, I'm advocating to really mix this up with something beyond the common button mushrooms. Shiitakes are great. Oyster mushrooms are great. Those are smaller than the king oyster that I was referencing earlier. There's all kinds of other exotic Asian mushrooms. Anaki mushrooms are lovely, just stirred into soup at the very end so they're not actually cooked but you're still getting the texture they're so delicate so really experiment with whatever fresh mushrooms you can find a quarter cup light soy sauce a quarter cup of fresh lime juice again this calls for seven ounces of firm tofu which is about half of a kind of a standard size 14 ounce package that's been drained pressed between two plates and weighted down is how you do this to squeeze the excess water out of tofu and then cut into half inch cubes. A handful of watercress or spinach leaves sliced into ribbons and in fact a lot of grocers now are carrying even more exotic Asian greens that you often see showing up in a lot of these soups. It's worth looking into and um, seeing what's there. A lot of them there have their Asian name, which can't recall off the top of my head, but I do know there's quite a variety that has been showing up these days. And also a handful of cilantro that's been chopped. So start the recipe by pouring the five cups broth or stock into a medium saucepan and heating over a high heat. Add the two stalks lemongrass that have been thinly sliced after the tough woody exterior has been peeled away the inch of fresh ginger that's been peeled and thinly sliced, the sliced scallions, and the two garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, as well as that pinch of dried turmeric or maybe um, a peeled and chopped small piece of fresh turmeric if you happen to have that. The teaspoon of sriracha or half a teaspoon of chili sauce the thinly sliced half pound of mushrooms you add even more mushrooms if you care for them the soy sauce again a quarter cup and also a quarter cup lime juice all those flavors are just raw haven't been mingled and married together so the recipe testers for tribune news service caution if you didn't taste it at this point you're not going to really get a clear conception of, of how it's supposed to taste so just leave it be Bring it to a boil, reduce the heat to low, cover and simmer for 8 to 10 minutes or until the mushrooms are tender. Again, if you're using very, very delicate mushrooms, like maybe some anaki, you can save those until right at the end. And believe it or not, in that time, the spices will have mellowed and come together. And now it's time to add the tofu because you're just bringing it up to temperature. It, it doesn't actually need to be cooked, per se. If you have found that king oyster mushroom that I mentioned, diced that. I like to saute it and cook it that way in some butter or other kind of fat. Sesame oil would be nice as well with this. 
and then add that to the already cooked to the hot broth because sauteing that mushroom really really brings out its flavor and adds the richness particularly if this is you know a meatless dish and you're looking for that savory substitute so add either the um, cubed firm tofu or sauteed king oyster mushrooms and then float in that handful of watercress or spinach leaves and stir for just a minute or so until the greens are lightly wilted ladle into bowls and garnish each serving this makes four to six with just a little bit of the chopped cilantro and that recipe again is from tribune news service and it's the current recipe on my blog the whole dish www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen hole hyphen dish and it's posted under the headline mushrooms masquerade for plant-based protein posted on january 26th so give that one a try for satisfying healthy meatless meal thanks for listening to the whole dish